1: Odyssey. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Here with another episode of A Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. It's my co-host, Randy Griggs. We're coming to you from Lot B, Cigar Dojo Studio on the Best Coast. Randy, how are you feeling today?
0: Doing well, man. Doing well. Excited to be back here. Back in a roll now. We've got a couple of weeks under our belt since you got back from your trip. And uh, really excited about the pairing tonight. You know, we kind of went outside the box, went with an import on, for letter K.
1: Yeah, but this is a widely available beer. And you talked about getting back from my trip. Like, I'm almost at the point where I'm sleeping a full night. Ah. Like, dude, jet lag is a real thing. I had never experienced it before. Flying east coast to west coast, it's not real. Sixteen hour difference, that's jet lag, baby. I didn't know anything about it, and I got back that first night. I took an Ambien. I never take stuff like that. I never take it, and I only slept for like four and a half hours with the Ambien. Yeah, wow. And I woke up the the next day. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. But I thought we were good after that first day. No, I was taking a nap at two thirty, waking up at two in the morning. Like, like make. I wanted to make dinner at two in the morning. I was hungry. It's. uh yeah. Jet lag. You don't want it. <clears throat> but we're here with letter uh, what are we at? Letter K, right? I had to look down at the box to remind myself yes, that yes, it was letter we K. A, uh,
0: we have a pretty straightforward pairing this time. We don't have to explain any anything cute, yeah. like the no, the region it's from or the Vitola no. that it is or the well, style that Somebody
1: who once rolled one of the leaves had a K in their name. <laughs> right, exactly. We might have to do that later. <laughs> I mean X is actually going to be pretty easy. Yep. The letters that I was, we were going over this earlier and I was thinking Q, well, there's some Q stuff. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Z? Yeah, I don't know. We've got a ways to go until then. So um, so as, uh, as we let you guys know the other day, uh, we are going with, uh, I'm just going to jump right into the pairing. Jump on in. Um, we've got the Killer B Connecticut uh, from Blackworks Studio. Which is a the creative arm, is that a good way to put it? Sure. The uh, experimental there you go, arm, is. that's a, probably a better yep. way to put yep. it, I like that. of uh, a black label trading company. And or more specifically, Oveja Negra uh, factory, no? Well, yeah, but the, the the umbrella company is black label trading, no? Like James we need you to uh to uh We already asked
0: James this. this in Las Vegas no. and we still struggle
1: with it. Oh, I, you know what we did? We did. Go yeah. watch th- actually if there you go. We'll we'll link to the interview that we did with James at go. uh at IPCPR James Brown uh is who we're talking about the uh president owner founder uh, Grand blender. Poobah. Yeah. of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Grand Poobah from the Flintstones? The guy had the big hat. Oh, it was yeah. a big blue hat yeah, with yeah. the horns coming out the side. That's funny. Um, yeah, no,
0: I, I actually think that under the new restructure, it's Oveja Negra is the umbrella mm. with Black Label, Blackworks Studio, and...
1: Emilio? And Emilio. So,
0: and Dissident?
1: Dissident's under Blackworks, though? No, it's not, uh, no, really. It's just... No. Dis- I think whatever. it's hey, we'll, uh, we'll get... Um, We'll talk to James about it. We'll yeah. get him to straighten it I think it you out. were probably right. It's Black Works under Black Label. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, it's it along those lines. Yeah. but if you go back and we'll link the video around here somewhere so you guys can see it to our interview at IPCPR, you'll notice and you'll get to experience me calling it Black Label Studios, Oh. which is not correct <laughs> at all. It's a really. nice little hybrid. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like it's just it. not correct. But James has impeccable taste in shoes and uh, he, here you go, yeah. And I'm tell, I'll tell you what, he can blend a hell of a cigar, but uh, we're going to get into that as we go. Uh, the beer that we're going with, uh, as Randy noted, is a bit of an import. I say a bit of an import. It's 100% imported. <laughs> they don't make it here at all. Uh, it's got an umlaut in the name, and it's uh, Kostritzer. And this is, Randy, I'm going to say Black Lager. Yes. Because uh, uh, that's what I like to go with. I'll let you get more uh, geeky about the name there.
0: Uh, well, it, the, the German term would be Schwarzbier, beer uh mm. but yeah it's a black lager uh out of germany and um i think uh you know this one was interesting as we were talking about the pairing of what options we had for k um i was thinking uh you know killer b connecticut is gonna have um that uh lighter wrapper i thought the lager would go well there but um uh not to give Too much away here, but I think there's a lot of bigger, darker, richer flavors uh, in this cigar than uh, the wrapper would indicate uh, just at a glance.
1: Yeah, um, there's—and we'll get into the blend and everything here in a minute. Um, I was excited about this because with the brewery that I work at, Laughing Monk Brewing in San Francisco— one, uh, we make a beer called Unholy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Ghost is our main beer. It's a pilsner, and everybody loves it, and we can't keep it in stock, and that's kind of our, our uh, one of our two or three core beers. And every October, uh, the beginning of October, we come out with a black lager, and we just call it a black lager. We don't call it a Schwartz beer, but it's the same thing, no? Yes. And it's called Unholy Ghost. And uh, I've referenced it on the show here before. I think it's the best beer we make. We make some really good beers. I think everything we make is pretty good. Um, even the Saisons that we make. And I don't like Saisons, as you know from last episode. Uh, even though our Saisons are pretty good. <coughs> but maybe I'm just biased. But um, that's, I look forward to that beer every year. I love it. Um, I bought two cases of it this year. And we get a certain allotment when you work there. You can you know, help yourself to a certain amount of beer. I purchased my own dime, too. So that's pieces. how I got some. You got some too. Yeah. I did. I, yeah, I, I shared I, I, some I had of that some with here you here at the house. I and think I, I I I've actually, it. Uh, it was really good. I've, I've shared it with some uh, cigar smoking friends of mine because I feel like it's, it's a nice pairing for, um, <clears throat> for uh, like a lighter body cigar. Sure. This is maybe not a lighter body cigar. We're going to find out what that pairing is like as we go along. Um, what do you want to do first? Do you want to talk about the cigar first? Do you want to talk about the beer first? Let's talk about the cigar. Let's jump into the cigar. So, <clears throat> Blackworks or Black Works Studio, as we said, is, uh, an, the experimental arm of, uh, Black Label Trading Company. Black Label Trading has been around since about 2013. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's correct. They go back to, uh, back in the day, to the House of Emilio days. That was, House of Emilio was, uh, it was Ezra Zion Cigars. Huh. You know those guys. Um, uh, Fred Rui's company. Um, oh, yeah. Um, why n- can Nomad? I n- Nomad, thank yep, you. Yep. I don't know why I lost that name. Uh, mm-hmm. Nomad was, uh, was part of that. Uh, we talked about in our last episode, Noel Rojas. Guayacon was part of that group uh, as well. And, um, and Black Label Trading. That was when I first uh, experienced uh, some Black Label Trading uh, cigars and, and met James uh, <coughs> back in the day. Um, and they had four core lines at the beginning and it was like, it was Royal and Benediction.
0: Salvation. I Salvation
1: think. was one of them. Was Last Rights part of it? And Last right? Rights, Thank you. Uh, I think those were the four. Correct me if I'm wrong, James. I think those were the four. Uh, there was one that had a, one that had a white label. The others all had black labels. Um, <laughs> black label. Anyway, um, so they've been around since 2013. So going on. Six, seven years now Give or take um, And uh, Back in 2015 They opened up their own factory And Randy I'm going to let you say the name Because it sounds so much better When you say it Oveja Negra Thank you Which means black sheep Indeed Which mm-hmm. goes with and, and the logo actually is A sheep Yes Like looking at you Yeah It's a good logo I've It's a yeah. shirt it's yeah. yeah You did you, uh, This is the second black label cigar That we've done Yeah Yeah For we did the morphine.
0: B, We did the morphine Black label Oh, I
1: was going to say, how did we get B <laughs> of a morphine <laughs> black <there>. label? Um, <coughs> we, we take some liberties. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so we've got the Killer Bee Connecticut was I, apparently when it was first released. And I checked with James on this one. Uh, is this the Killer Bee Connecticut or is it the Yellow Jacket? And I think when it was first released, it was called the Yellow Jacket um, very, very briefly. Mm. Uh, and then changed to Connecticut. So it's just it's the uh, Killer Bee Connecticut. It's the fourth release in the Killer Bee line. Randy, can you name all four? Yes, you can, because you're looking at the screen. Um, wait, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> so the initial release is uh, just the Killer Bee, uh, and that was uh, had an Ecuadorian uh, Ecuadorian Maduro wrapper. Uh, then we had the Killer Bee Green Hornet, right? We had a little bit of the uh, Candela wrapper in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the, you can see the little, Eric will show the sexy photo we've got, where you can see the um, what did we decide to call this embellishments mm-hmm. uh, on the, on the wrapper there. Then there was the green Hornet Cato, which I think is kind of, wasn't really a big release. It was kind of event only type of thing. So that was the killer Bee green Hornet with a little bit more uh, of a Candela influence to it. Kay. Um, and then we've got the killer Bee Connecticut. That's this Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Um, <coughs> and there's a it uses the Maduro for the little swirl effects here that we've got. Um, and this has been uh, around since uh, it was announced at 2018 IPCPR trade show. So, just over a year. Uh, the blend on this one, Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade Wrapper. It's got the Ecuadorian Maduro on there as well, on the uh, the cap and the foot, which you can't see because I already lit it. Um, uh, a Nicaraguan Habano Binder and Nicaraguan Fillers. And that's, uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Great. So, that's kind of the breakdown of the cigar. I've smoked... A handful of these, and um, frankly, I just kind of love it. It's a petite Corona. It's, I think it's four and a half by 44. Uh, it's a perfect little 45-minute, 50-minute smoke. Um, has a ton of flavor in it. It's a Connecticut, but it's uh, maybe Connecticut in name only. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I don't want to. I don't want to overstate the like the strength of the cigar. It's not a full strength full it's I think I'd call it full body probably I wouldn't call it full strength um, it's definitely got a, a big mouth feel to it. it's it got a lot of flavor to it but uh, you still get that nuance from the Connecticut wrapper which can sometimes get lost if you use too much um, <coughs> too much Lajaro in there and you're kind of burning that out with some pepper and stuff it's there's a lot of body here but it's very balanced and there's a nice amount of flavor but you're still getting the influence of that wrapper at least that's my experience Anything, well, anything to add?
0: Well, you know, I, I think I've spoken to um, you know, my, my flavor journey uh, with cigars that I started very, very strong and have mm. been kind of slowly getting more of, a, more of a palette for those nuances and of the Connecticut or lighter shade uh, wrappers in general um, or lighter cigars in general. Um, so to me, I mean, this is very full-flavored. Definitely a full bodied cigar. I mean, it's when you say Connecticut, um, I mean, it's got pepper and it's got, but not too much. No, no at and, least in my opinion. No, I don't know. To, to your point, balance, I, yeah. I, I agree. It's not a punch in the face, uh, like, like some of the newer cigars where they just go heavy, heavy ligero li- li- uh, for effect. Um, I agree as far as like nicotine strength, I'd say it's medium. Um, but it's, it's one of the more full-flavored uh, Connecticuts that I've smoked, for sure. Uh, I, I, I like it very much. It's uh, not too much. As far as uh, picking out the nuances of the flavor of Ecuadorian Connecticut, I'm not sure that I'm there yet. Um, but that's more likely my palate than
1: anything to do with the all. And maybe when I say that, and I keep moving my microphone, and I don't know why I keep doing that, um, but I am. I apologize. I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, The, (coughs) when I say I get the kind of, it's got the spirit of a Connecticut, maybe that's a better way to say it because there is a creamy texture to this and there's a creaminess to the flavor that, um, that I really enjoy. There's kind of a, (coughs) kind of a sweet cream. Mm. note. there's a little, and, and I think sweet cream is a good way to put it because there's a little bit of bitterness to it as well. Um, which I really, really like. I like it when uh, I get a little bit of bitterness in my cigars and, um, it's a flavor that we don't really talk about that much when we talk about, uh, you know, flavor profile of, of, uh, of cigars, but having a little bit of bitterness is really going to kind of balance out that sweet and that spice. I know I just said spice, black pepper spice. I get a lot on the, on the mm-hmm. retro hill yeah. uh, on the tongue. I get more of a, excuse me, more of a white, uh, a white pepper spice where it's, A bit more heat than flavor, Um, but that uh, the retrohale does have that earthy um, black pepper kind of uh, peppercorn. Right, right. Specifically, have you ever bit into a peppercorn? Absolutely. It's not pleasant. Um, I don't think it's pleasant. Not not necessarily, no. But there's certain flavor components that are in there that's earthiness. It's almost like like a leafy... I don't know what I'm trying to say here, leafy. but th- but there's you kind of like leafy, a, like a, I think of herbal. Yeah. Well, okay. Not herbal, more like a vegetal, Kay. a vegetal kind of flavor to it. That's kind of a, a leafy, like a, I don't know if I'm really saying anything correct here, but I know what I'm trying to say. Well, there's, you, as soon a as you bit said
0: sweet cream, man, that, that definitely was yeah, yeah. a connection for me. I, I agree that the spice definitely has. A lot sharper burn to it in the retrohale than, than uh, on the palate. Um, something I gotta say, I don't know if you can tell on camera here. These things are massive smoke, smoke producer. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: it it doesn't really. I'm looking at the screen here. It doesn't really translate. Yeah, but um, no, the, the the
0: burn on this is fantastic. The smoke production is great. I like a high uh, smoke production cigar. It
1: makes you feel like you're doing something. Yeah, it does. You know? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. And the draw on these actually is Perfect. is. I mean idealistic in my opinion just mm. ever so slightly tight um which is to me perfect snug maybe smooth. a little snug, snug. Like it's not that. tight right. and right.
1: I when we've talked about I don't know if we've talked about this on the show I prefer uh a draw on the tighter side yep. I mean obviously we all want a smooth draw um <clears throat> but if if I have to err on the side of uh I, I if it's if it's going to be a little bit loose or a little bit tight, I'd rather have it be a little bit tight. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, the construction on these. I mean, the burn. Uh, I've smoked, like I said, a handful of these things, um, and I have haven't had any issues. I never have any issues with any of their cigars. The stuff coming out of uh, Oveja Negra, thank you, is uh, <clears throat> is very well, uh, very well, well produced, very well rolled. Uh, lots of great construction. But yeah, I really, really dig this. This is the only killer bee cigar I've smoked. I haven't smoked any of the other ones. Oh really? I haven't smoked the regular. Uh, haven't smoked. I, I I hear the Maduro has very high ratings. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, people love that cigar. Um, you smoked one yesterday. I did. And um, but I haven't smoked the the Green Hornet. Those are pr- those are kind of hard to find, I think, from what I hear.
0: Yeah, I've got a couple of them, but I think that they. I think it was like. <laughs> I'll give you one. Well, right. I've,
1: I've got, I've got hundreds of them, but uh, you know, no, other no. people can't find it. But <laughs> no, when you. I was fighting in the French Revolution, <laughs> I, I actually came upon a bundle of uh, several hundred.
0: No, you know me. I'm, so. I'm typically a box buyer, mm-hmm. and I literally have, I think, two Green Hornets, um, uh, I, I unopened box buyer, <laughs> no less. But uh, yeah, well, I got the box and a five pack. So that's the box art
1: of the. Uh, Oh, look at that! You can see the reflection of us in the background there. Boy, that's, oh, boy. Kind, of, that's <laughs> kind of exciting. Um, anyway, that's what the box art looks like. Got a little honeycomb action there. It's kind of uh, um, put the lotion on its skin. What's that movie? Uh, that'd
0: be uh, Silence of the. Yeah, Lams. it's got a Silence of the Lambs vibe. Uh,
1: well, you <laughs> put the lotion on your skin, or you get the hose again. You know, um, <laughs> it's kind of got that little vibe to it. But that's that's a moth, Death's Head Moth that they have on there. This looks to be a, uh, a killer bee. A Yellow Jacket, maybe? I M- maybe a throwback from the original it's uh, naming? It's possible. Uh, now, you grew up in the 80s. I did. Were you-ish? Were you afraid of killer bees? No, I was never afraid of bees. I was always worried that the killer bees, they were coming from Africa. Now, this is the story from when, if, if you're old enough to remember this. Like, they, they were coming from Africa, they're on their way, and they were very, very aggressive, and they would kill people. And I remember I watched, like, a like a TV movie or something. And it was about killer bees and there was a guy mowing his lawn and this would have been on like channel four or something back in the day when we only had like 20 channels. Cool story, grandpa. I get (laughs) it. But I remember in the movie, this made for TV movie, this guy's mowing his lawn and he mowed too close to a killer bee nest and the bees got pissed off and like chased him and killed him. And so every time after that, I mowed the lawn I was afraid to get too close to any bushes or anything. So I would miss spots on my front lawn. And my parents would get mad at me because I missed spots. And I said, well, I was afraid of killer bees.
0: Do you have mm-hmm. nightmares about it?
1: I did. I did. I was impacted by, uh, apparently, by this uh, made-for-TV movie about in killer episode, bees. this episode,
0: we're going to dig deep into the psyche, psyche of one Robbie, R- Robbie <laughs> Raz.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's, uh-huh. that's my killer bee story. All that's right. all I got. Good story. They you never see. made it here, by the way.
0: All right. So, um, so yes. So we, now we've covered off on the cigar, getting into the beer. Uh, again, this is a German beer. Uh, it clearly states right on the face of it, it is the number one black lager in all of Germany. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it says Schwartz beer right there on the front, as well as black lager. Beer lager noir. It's also in French, apparently. Uh, but this beer itself is... Um, is a lager beer using roasted barley and um has flavors that (laughs) it
1: tastes uh, like stuff (laughs) it has flavors that
0: would be reminiscent of roasted chestnuts dark honey and bitter chocolate as well as farm baked bread
1: do you get all that i did have you ever had chestnuts of course like roasted chestnuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, in the this month of Paris, uh, often when I would go to the, <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was in Paris uh, around Christmas time, and as you would go to the metro, which is their like uh, subway, uh, they at like right at the entrances and exits of all the subways, there'd be guys with uh, trash cans with the lid flipped over and holes poked in it. And a fire going in the trash can That's how they roast the chestnuts Really? So, yeah, so I, That's I, actually pretty cool. I know you always make f- fun of my stories of France But um, No, that, but, was, that one was useful
1: <laughs> for, for a change
0: <laughs> But uh, I The the texture of roasted chestnuts Is kind of awful In my opinion I'm not a they're fan like, They're squishy They are, right It's yeah. like they've got this weird spongy uh, yeah. texture to it That I'm not a fan of They smell fantastic Um And I'm not such a big fan myself, but uh, but the aroma in the beer, I'm definitely getting uh, a a nutty, uh, roasty characteristic from this beer. Um, There's there's also a pretty high dosing of hops in this that they boast. um, Now, being of the German varietal, um, they're going to be more of the um, herbal and aromatic uh, kind of floral characteristics, more so than the citrusy and and um, and tropical characteristics that we normally would t- talk about in a hoppy beer. Um, but one of the things between the differences between an ale and a lager uh, is you know the, the the difference between an ale and a lager is the yeast that's used to ferment them and the temperature that that yeast ferments at. And so uh, ale yeast is going to be uh, fermented at a warmer temperature and that's going to produce more um, fruit characteristics so you get like strawberry or or um, or blueberry or any fruits like that that's coming from an ale yeast where a lager is going to be much cleaner much more refreshing and so you're typically going to be without fruit characters coming from the yeast specifically But the malts and hops that they use in this, they do drive a bit of that kind of dark fruit. um, Some slight plum characteristics, some herbaceousness. Um, It's all a little bit more secondary to that nutty and roasty malt flavor. Um, But very, very clean on the palate. You know, the the body is medium. You know, where a lot of times you see a beer this dark, you think immediately that it's going to be very... Uh, kind of viscous and luscious and more mouth-filling, um, where I think this one really
1: captures that lager, uh, clean, refreshing character. I would almost even say this is a light-bodied beer. <coughs> like medium, I think, might even be overstating it. It looks like it's going to, like like we talked about uh, Guinness, looks like it's going to be much heavier than it really is. Um, do they use noble hops in this? They do,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all the noble hops come from, um, I think, of the six noble varieties, four of them are German, two are Into English. English,
1: yeah. Yep. Fuggles—that's my favorite. It's,
0: J- just to say, yeah, it just
1: <laughs> it's like like Fraggle Rock. I don't know. It's just Fuggles. Do you remember Fraggle Rock? Yeah, I was a big Fraggle Rock fan. Down yeah. in Fraggle Rock, down in Fraggle Rock—that's all I remember. And they were puppets. Um, <clears throat> was that a Jim Henson production?
0: Sure. Jim Henson, obviously, yeah. it was famous he for was creating a, the Muppets. He was a Muppet guy. Yeah, yeah. I think it was actually. I, I, I think it was a, the prelude to the Muppets.
1: No, it was after. Was it? Oh, yeah. Way after. Yeah, the Muppets have been around longer than you or me. Oh, well there you go. Yeah. Um, Fraggle Rock was an 80s thing. <clears throat> wow. We've talked about the 80s a lot. Um, so, another thing that I am... So, see. Another thing that you actually didn't mention... But I will, uh, I'm will. i going to throw this in. When you talk about ale uh, yeast and lager yeast, mm-hmm. ale's a top-fermenting yeast. Uh, so they're going to ferment on the top of the water, and a lager bottom-fermenting.
0: See, and this is why Rob and I doing this show together actually organically works pretty well, that Rob wouldn't have known that that's a total pet peeve for me that I hate. When people use that archaic... Uh, <laughs> And, it's true, though. And perfectly untrue. It doesn't matter. <laughs> imperfect.
1: Whoa, uh, untrue.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's wrong.
1: Explain <laughs> it's yourself. It's in
0: textbooks, and, and Randy Griggs stands right here on live Facebook uh, broadcasting to tell you that the textbooks are wrong. <laughs> okay, based on what? Uh, so yeast is in beer yeast ferments beer right mm. so we put that in beer and it's a it's a microorganism there are hundreds of billions of these cells in every milliliter of the liquid equally throughout from top to bottom of the liquid uh, the reason that it was once believed when you know men still walked around with clubs on their shoulder just in case they might see wow, their you're dinner really driving running. the point home <laughs> Uh, is because the, the ale yeast is more active and it creates a, what's called a krausen, which is a German word for this big head, head that, that's uh, on the top of the yeast. And so with an ale yeast, what they're able to do is scrape that foamy head and use that as an inoculate in their next batch. And so before they had microscopes and understood what was actually happening with this microorganism, they believed that the yeast just lived up there at the top where lager yeast is a much slower fermentation again it's at a lower temperature and so it happens at a much slower rate and so it doesn't create that activity and that that high kraus and and so while the yeast is still there at the top of the liquid you never see it build that activity at the top and so they believed in you know olden days that that do like must be down here at the bottom where we can't see it um, but that's literally all it is. It's it's just the the visual indication of activity uh doesn't exist for loggers. So I would Does tell anybody you,
1: else believe this or just you? I
0: I, I don't really care. I'm right.
1: <laughs> wow, spoken like a true American. <laughs> uh, I I own a microscope. So I'm just saying Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. So you got me there. <laughs> uh let's move on cuz you're wrong and I'm wrong and uh, actually we're both right. Uh um, we're both right. It's our show. We, and yeah, we say. Hell, right? yeah, 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 we're, we're, we're both right. Um, <laughs> what were we even talking about before we got side? Beer to, and cigars, we and That's the pairing of the two.
0: Yeah. So, so we've talked and, about the beer. We've talked about the cigar. We are.
1: Um, I'm gonna jump back. I got a quick. Uh, I was chatting with uh, with James on uh, inst- or not on Instagram on Facebook Messenger here because I had a quick question for him because you do see the cigar listed both as the Yellow Jacket and I think on the uh, the little uh, SKU stickers that were on the cigars that we opened today said Yellow Jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> but everything else says Connecticut. I think initially, like I said, it was uh, the Yellow Jacket. Now it is, is uh, simply known as the Connecticut. Uh, but I asked him if he had any other uh, tidbits um, to share. <coughs> and the, the one thing he says, this is the first Connecticut um, that they've made. I think, Randy, you had mentioned another cigar that I'd never heard of. Uh, that uh, potentially was another Connecticut that they made. You just want to make me look bad on. I do. Show. Well, now that you called me a liar, yeah. No, uh, no. This is uh, the first Connecticut that they made, and he said he wanted to he wanted the cigar to stay true to the Killer B style and the uh, Blackwork style, which is, I think, most of the stuff coming out of Blackworks and Killer B. is kind of an aggressive name, right? And everything coming out of Blackworks is is probably more full body, full strength type stuff. Uh, <clears throat> everything I've experienced, anyway. Uh, pretty much everything across the board for uh, Blackworks. Uh, I haven't smoked the new, um, or for Black Label, I mean, I haven't smoked the new Dissident stuff. Mm. Uh, I haven't smoked the new Emilio stuff. Uh, so I'm curious uh, to give those a shot. But, uh, so he said, So it was a kind of a challenge to create a Connecticut in the Blackworks style that still kind of balanced out like we were talking about earlier, that flavor of, and maybe the flavor that's more reminiscent of a Connecticut but also maintaining that kind of aggressive for lack of a better term style for uh a a cigar that's called Killer B I mean that's Mm. that's I mean if you mow too close (laughs) to them they will kill you uh that's how they got the name so uh he said it was just kind of um I think there was a lot of trial and error there to balance that out and I think this was uh it was a challenge but he wanted to really offer that Connecticut vibe but still the uh in the style of Blackwork, so I right, just thought cool. that was kind of interesting that yeah. he said that. Yeah, no, I, and I think he nailed it.
0: I agree. You know, I think obviously, two guys that work in marketing uh, can understand trying to um, represent the brand imagery of those sure. stronger, full-flavored uh, cigars. Um, I'm sure it would be, um, I don't want to say intimidating, but uh, a challenge, like you said, to then try and take a step back and make a lighter version without losing that. Um, that core audience and kind base, your, your that you've core values, right,
1: right. right. Um, it's uh, <coughs> this. It, it, oh, I'll talk into the microphone. And uh, <laughs> like I was saying, I I haven't really explored a lot of the Blackwork stuff. I mean, I've had a handful of them. Uh, there's a lot of different things kind of coming and going. The Bishops Blend, that'll knock you on your tookus. That uh, that much I'll say. I, I I smoked that cigar when it initially came out. The first one, I was like blown away. I like, Dude, this is because I tend to, I'm more of a medium strength guy, um, I'm, I'm more of a flavor forward strength on the side, mm-hmm. uh, like you get your salad with the the dressing on the side, that's, the dressing would be my the strength, so I want my dressing on the side, so I can add it as much as I need, you know, um, but that, uh, Bishop's Blend, that is full flavor, full strength cigar, just like Kick Your you salad right. is drenched. Yeah, it's gonna kick you right in the butt, <laughs> and it did the first time I smoked yeah, it. Yeah, me too. And the second time I was ready for it. It's like, wow, that thing is a beast. That's a really good smoke. That's a seasonal release too, I think. Yeah, um, comes out once a year. But uh, I've got a sealed box of that too. Of haven't? course you do. Uh, <laughs> but I digress. Um, this, I think, so far of everything that I've smoked from Black Label, this is my favorite. Mm. I could, I could smoke this cigar like literally every day. And it's, it's got a, it's, it's nuanced enough to maybe smoke in the morning with a cup of coffee. Mm. Um, it's, uh, strong enough to smoke after a meal. It's kind of a, a Swiss army knife of cigars. Like it fits a lot of different, a lot of different levels for me. Uh, and I just dig that sweet cream kind of, uh, creamy vibe to it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that analogy. I think, uh, I smoked. You, do you like one of my analogies? Th- that might be the first. It took 11 so episodes. So sometimes when you jump into the
1: ocean. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Uh, no, I, I I love that analogy. I, I smoked this um, last night as well. I smoked this one and the the Maduro. Um, and, and, yeah, to your point, I normally am going to smoke uh, a Connecticut... In the early part of the day, I'll smoke a Connecticut when I'm golfing or with my morning coffee on the weekends. Um, but I, I totally agree. This is definitely a Connecticut I could go to in the evening, after dinner, um, hell with a glass of bourbon, mm-hmm. and um, and and obviously, I mean we we had smoked this before we did the pairing and chose a black logger uh, because we felt that it would uh, the logger characteristics wouldn't overpower it. It would kind of keep it that lower uh, body range while still delivering some of those roasty malt forward flavors mm. um, that this cigar can definitely match up with. Um, so I, I like the Swiss Army
1: analogy quite a bit, and I I really like the size, uh, petite Corona, Corona, up to the Lonsdale. You're kind of going short, medium, sure. long. That's that's the uh, that's the ring gauge I want to live in. In a you know, four and a half by forty four. I think this is four and a half. Uh, real nice, uh, real nice size. Let's uh, jump into this pairing a bit and I'm going to go. I know you want to start talking about, uh, let's talk about intensity first. I think that the intensity is not quite there for the beer. I think we're running over the beer a little bit. um, And I expected that Hmm. because it's, it is ultimately it's, I mean, the beer is dark. But it's a lager, just like not every dark cigar is going to be super, super strong. Not every dark beer is going to be super, super strong. Right. So I, w- I want a bit more body, mm-hmm. like we talked about, out of this beer. This is kind of a light body, maybe medium minus, 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 minus. Right. I want more of a medium body out of my out of the beer. I think the flavor, we'll get into that. But I think the, the body is, uh, or the intensity, I think is a miss.
0: Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. I, I, I would still call this a, a medium-bodied beer and a medium-plus-bodied almost... No, I think we both already have called it a full-body. I'm going full. Yeah, it's a full-body cigar with a medium-bodied mm-hmm. uh, beer. Uh, so I agree. I I actually expected this to hold up a little bit better because of the the darker malts. Um, I'm, as I'm looking at it here, it's only 4, 4.8% alcohol, um, which in and of itself is going to be a pretty quick indicator that it's not going to be, um, you know, real bold, uh, in that body. Uh, so I, I, agree. I, I, I think the af, even after drinking the beer, I still have the, the, my mouth is yep. full of the cigar body. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know? I think the flavor of the beer, uh, is also getting a bit run over. Mm. Um, really all I'm getting, I get it. So in a, in a beer like this, you're going to get some kind of chocolatey notes You're gonna get that roasty vibe, uh, maybe even a little bit of coffee, uh, but on a lighter side of that spectrum, right? I'm really just getting the hoppiness of this beer. Mm. Like I feel like the rest, the earthier side of the flavor spectrum for this beer uh, is getting a bit run over for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's getting canceled out by by similar characteristics of uh, rich coffee. Chocolatiness that uh, exists in, in the cigar, and so it does kind of cancel it out and maybe leave the beer even more of a watery kind of uh, yeah. uh, taste than it would if you were just drinking it alone.
1: With that being said, though, it's almost kind of just acting as a little palate cleanser, right? Because that I'm gonna call it a hoppy flavor that I'm getting from this. I don't know if you agree, probably don't, because you're a dick. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, that was for earlier when you told me I was stupid. Um, top fermenting, bottom fermenting. Look I it up. I never ever said you were stupid. I just said archaic. <laughs> I just alluded to it. I didn't say the words. Uh, but I, I think that there's a bit of a, a hoppy kind of bitterness that I'm getting from this beer that really kind of, I can feel it going over my palate. Mm-hmm. And kind of resetting everything. So when I take a puff of the cigar, I really do feel like I am getting a reset. I'm getting all of that cream, all of that uh, little like kind of bittersweet, uh, and maybe that's uh, accentuated by the bitterness of the beer that I'm getting. Um, and I'm getting, you know, the earthiness of the cigar, the black pepper on the retro. I I feel like I fully experience. This cigar with every puff, almost like if I was drinking like a Topo Chico, which we don't have on the table for the first time. Yeah, right after we started recording, I almost... I could reach over and get... Would you like one? I'd love one. Well, talk. Talk Uh, amongst yourselves.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I agree with you, Rob. I I think um, I was really excited about this. I thought this was going to end up being a perfect pairing. And uh, in the end... The, the cigar is a little bit stronger, maybe, than I was giving it credit for, and the beer is a little bit more watery than I was expecting as well. Um, both very, very good. I recommend, you know, this was the first time I ever saw the Kostritzer in cans. I drank this from the bottle for years. Uh, we've got a little uh, German deli uh, near Rob's house that I used to frequent that has it on draft, and it is just an excellent, excellent beer um and these cigars i mean i don't know if we've been clear enough that we're both pretty darn big fans of this, <laughs> I, this I think we've, here. we've driven that point home yeah yeah um, um yeah
1: this is it, the cigar is great uh thank you for telling me about the german place i'm gonna have to go check that out yeah i couldn't find the church key to uh open this open the topos so we're just we're stuck with the beer which is fine um yeah i'm gonna go Hand me both bottles. oh you're gonna open them with your teeth or something
0: I would never do such a thing.
1: So I've got a story. I need both of them. So while you're doing whatever it is you're going to do, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So Dana and I, Dana being my wife, um, <clears throat> we, were, we rented a U-Haul, and I can't remember why we had the U-Haul. We were doing something. And the U-Haul broke down. Please. And we were stuck on the side of the road, and we had called AAA, and AAA was gonna take like two hours to get there, so we were stuck. We were in a relatively, we were just off an exit off the freeway, and so we called and ordered a pizza. And so I called Roundtable, which we have out here in California. I don't know if Roundtable's nationwide; I don't think it is, uh, but they're pretty good pizza. And I called them. I was like, "Hey, we're stuck in a broken down car on the side of the road. Will you deliver pizza to us?" They're so like, "Yeah, sure." So I told them where we were, and I said, "Hey, you know, we want a you know, pepperoni or whatever." And I said, "Would you send a couple beers?" With us, with it. And they were like, Yeah, we're not really supposed to do that. It's like, Yeah, but we're really good tippers. And so they're like, Okay. Uh, so they brought us a couple beers, a couple coronas, right? And so the gal shows up to deliver the pizza. And it had been like, you know, an hour or whatever. And, and we were just famished. We were really excited to get this pizza. We might have been moving or something. We must have been. And we were having a, a garage sale, I think. And that's why we picked up the truck. Anyway, um, so the gal shows up with the pizza and the beers and we didn't have anything to open them with and she was like, "Oh, just give them to me." And she pop she popped both of them on her teeth. I'd what? never seen anybody uh, do that. This girl couldn't have been she was not of legal drinking age.
0: Wow, really? Yeah.
1: That's that's kind of yeah. raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think she was missing a tooth. But uh <laughs> maybe that's how it happened. Anyway, yeah, I'd never I didn't realize they would do like deliver a pizza to the side of the road, but they also brought us beers and she just
0: Popped them with her teeth. Well, yeah. When you started promising her cash, she was.
1: It's like, oh yeah, we're good
0: tippers. Th- yeah, she there's didn't no know way that she's though. gonna prevent you from drinking that beer. Yeah, once you're yeah, tipped. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's my story.
1: All right. Uh, so I think we both were going probably thumbs down on the pairing.
0: I'm gonna go thumbs down.
1: Um, yeah, thumbs down for me. Thumbs down for Randy. The odd thing is, I'm gonna give a thumbs up to the beer and a thumbs up to the cigar. Oh, absolutely. They just don't. They just don't mix, and it's. This is, uh, I think it's a good uh, learning experience for us because I felt, and the the black lager that we make, I feel like it pairs pretty well. I've tried it a couple of times. More with Maduro-style cigars. I mean, it's a bit more sweetness there. I don't get a ton of sweetness out of this particular cigar. That's one thing that I I don't really get. I I know I said sweet cream, but if you've ever had sweet cream, it's a bit more uh, sour than sweet. Hmm. Or bitter than sweet. Hmm. At least the experiences that I've had. Uh, like, um, what's the ice cream place that uh, they kind of get the ice cream and they mash it all together and they put the stuff in it? Cold Stone. Cold Stone. So their base ice cream is... I can't is believe s- I actually guessed that right. That was amazing. Their their base ice cream is... S- they call it sweet cream ice cream. Oh, okay. And if you taste that, it's got a bit more sourness to it Okay. than, uh, than the name would... Uh, suggest Gotcha So that's When I think of sweet cream That's what I think of And so it, it does have A sweetness to it But it's not Connecticut's can be s- Sometimes overly sweet Jeez. Especially at the beginning right, uh, right near Right at the tip Near the tip Just, just the tip uh, <laughs> 150% of you Yeah got you that, guys right? Yeah 150% <laughs> of you don't. Oh man You got to that Before I did
0: Well you had gone The whole show Without referencing it And mm.
1: No, I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> it was on my mind. I was gonna do it at the end, but oh, uh, I apologize. No, you're fine. You got to it. It's good. Step on it was a good. No, here. no, it was a good timing. The, the timing of it. The comedic value was good. I think. All <laughs> right. So, anyway, you talk. I'm gonna take a sip of my beer. Okay. So uh, as we wind
0: up the show here, uh, do we know what's going on on Smoke Night Live?
1: You know, as I passed it over to you, I realized that I haven't asked Eric. Who is going to be on Smoke Night Live this week? Okay, uh, let's just uh, assume that there will be a Smoke Night Live Indeed. show because there is one just about every Friday, nearly every Friday. Um, oh. But I don't have uh, off the top of my head who the guest is. All that's right. that's my bad. As as the show host, it's a lot of pressure. Well, if you've made it to I mean, this part of our show, <laughs> we recommend highly
0: that uh, this Friday you tune in at uh, six p.m. Pacific or nine
1: p.m. Eastern. To Cigar Dojo and Smoke Night Live. Very nice, very nice. If you've made it this far, this is, i think this has been our goofiest show. <laughs> this this show felt pretty kind of goofy from the beginning. I don't know why. Uh, we weren't drinking before the show. Probably right? because I came to the show in pajamas. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Randy actually doesn't have any pants on. Which is, is, I I I showed up and he's just sitting there and I'm like, this is. Awkward. I need an. Rob adult.
0: and I have gotten pretty close over <laughs> over the uh, the course of. He just feels uh, <laughs> really
1: comfortable with guests in his house, and just he's just wearing some uh, some An one uh, shorts. And do they still make N one. Do you remember that the N one mixtapes? Yeah, you ever watch those? Back actually, are
0: N one shorts? <laughs> are they really?
1: It's, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, so we've got uh, Smoke Night Live coming up on Friday. Uh, we'll be back next week. The letter L with the letter
0: L. Yes. I've got some fun ideas for that one. We, we want to hear from the audience yeah. and hear what you guys think uh, would make a good pairing. I've
1: I've been uh, I've been told that if we don't smoke a Las Calaveras, never heard of it, or La Colision. Ooh, that by the same manufacturer. It's possible that we will lose one of our favorite viewers.
0: We don't want to do that. I mean,
1: Patrick put the ultimatum out there. Is that right? Oh yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, he um, and and actually, Patrick had suggested uh, this is the the Patrick part of the episode. Suggested some uh, some good cigars for letter K. Uh, the the K two 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 from Tatuaje, which is a cigar that we we contemplated doing. Yes. Uh, the anything from. Um, uh, Christoph, Christoph, thank you. And <laughs> Kentucky Fire cured is another one. So oh it's the yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was. Uh, have you smoked one of those before? I have. Yeah. What do you I say? I have. You know, actually, on how smoky is it? It's it's there. It's more of a salty kind of experience. Really? Yeah. I've never
0: smoked uh, candela, and that's what the those are, right?
1: It's a smoked candela. Is that right? Mm, or no? no? It's just a. It's a fire cured. There's there's some fire cured leaf in the. Uh, they do the one filler. called Swamp Thing. That oh, that, that's, a yeah. Version that version or they're, something they're, like that. That probably I is a, I haven't smoked that. Uh, on one of the trips that we went, it was a Cigar Federation trip, and we went down to uh, Drew Estate, and so you Shout get to... Shout out Dennis and Trip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we get to, you know, you do your own blending, you get to blend your own cigar, and that was when Willie helped me with mine, and it turned out really well. I have one of those, I'll let you smoke it. Oh, that'd be great. And uh, they only give you ten. Mm-hmm. And I think I still have like four or five of them. I don't smoke those very often, but it actually turned out pretty good. Nice. But we also did um, at, uh, at Sam Morales, Remember Sam Morales, when he was with uh, Drew State, at his request, everybody blended something and we had to have at least one leaf of Kentucky fire cured in there. Oh, really? And this was the year that the KFC first came out. Oh, so okay. that was 15 or 14, uh, four or five years ago. And everybody on the trip blended one and the way they gave it to us is in, in a bundle. So I got one of my cigars and one that everybody else blended. Oh, nice. So it was like 12 different cigars maybe. And I remember going through and smoking all those. And it was just kind of, it was, it was interesting to see how people used it. A couple of guys used it as the wrapper leaf, which was really interesting to smoke. Uh, the one that I did ended up being kind of sweet and salty, like a, uh, kettle corn kind of vibe nice i kind of dug it but it was interesting they were just starting to do the fire cured thing and uh we all got to blend with it and so it was kind of fun very cool anyway that's my fire cured story but uh so thank you patrick for all of your recommendations um so keep pushing forward on the las calaveras or the la colision um which just started shipping to retailers i believe that one might be tough to get well, I'll go ahead and just throw it out there. I did pre order a box. Of course you did. Uh, <laughs> it's not opened yet. Unopened. It hasn't box. even arrived yet. It's Davidoff, Davidoff Late Hour? I know that's close to your heart. My first cigar ever. Ever. What else starts with L? L.
0: Oh, you know what? Lagavulin? I don't know. Oh, Scott's the scotch, yeah. yeah. Um, I only know about that because of Parks and Rec. Um, the. Uh, one of the ones I was thinking of is uh, Southern Draw came out this year with a new version, their five-year anniversary of the Kudzu uh, called Lustrum. Oh, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of reviews of that pop yeah, up. Yeah, it uses uh, Medio tempo as the wrapper. Ooh. Yeah, so I wanted to try That's kind that. of sexy. Yeah.
1: Anyway, a lot of options for L. Again, we're running long because we could have ended 10 minutes ago, but Randy wanted to open Topo Chico's and got us off track. But uh, appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, Getting through Goofy episode, uh, letter K. K. We'll be back with L next week. (laughs) Appreciate you guys hanging out. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.